I went to the Jersey Shore for my senior skip day. Yeah, your senior skip day. Were you allowed to do that? Were like uh-huh. teachers pissed or did everyone know about it so it was Every- fine? I think everyone knew about it and it was fine. <laughs> I think about Saved by the Bell a lot when I when I think about senior skip day. <laughs> did they have a senior skip day? It was a whole thing. <laughs> yes. Was it like five episodes? It was one episode and Zach was in detention. So if he skipped, he'd be expelled. And so he skipped in like very Zach Morris ways where the principal didn't catch him until the end and then all this stuff. So it was very entertaining. And they're all at the beach hanging out. So I pictured you like AC Slater, like hanging out at the beach, Jersey Shore. Yeah, I, I'm i not that cool. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Just need a pair of acid wash jeans and um, a curly mullet, and you're in. <laughs> so, so. <laughs> what you working on? <laughs> Lots of things. So, last week was Juneteenth, and company-wide, we took a day of action. It was a really great day. I ended up working on a PDS with a group called Code Cooperative. They're based in New York. And we just did a little sprint, a one-day sprint to figure out an initiative for them to work on. And today, actually, after this, I'm going to be finishing up the sprint. We're going to be doing a, like a converge session to kind of pick up where we left off from last week. Nice. So that was really cool. It's kind of around public safety and trying to help out and figure out some areas where we can improve that. So yeah. it's been, it was really interesting. That's awesome. I was, I yeah. was out on Friday. I had PTO scheduled hmm. far in advance. And I, so I missed everything that happened. And I didn't yeah. see, when I came back, I was hoping to see what everyone did. Yeah. So we had a lot of handbook updates and um, general just opening up PRs mm-hmm. to encourage inclusivity yeah. <laughs> in our content, like things of that nature workshops, everything. So it was a good day. It was a really good day. Awesome. Of course, it's always about maintaining that too. So Mm. it's cool to be able to finish up where we left off from last week. And I'm hoping to also continue on this project and help mentor where I can. Yeah. Other than that, just um, living in Google Docs, reading a bunch of stuff, helping out, editing things, um, doing a lot of sales as well. And working on some workshops with you and mm-hmm. it's been good. It's been good so far. You know, we're three months into being remote and the season change makes it weird because <laughs> March seems like it was six months ago because we're all we- wearing sweaters when we started. At least you weren't though, because you're in Austin. So nope. you never have a change of wardrobe like we do. <laughs> oh, it gets cold here. It gets in the like fifties. I have to wear a coat. Uh huh. In- indoors. <laughs> <laughs> on video. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One of the things that I've been working on is related to Google Docs. And, and you worked on this too the presentation, the sales presentation that we have, and figuring out where where it can live. Yeah. Me and Lindsay, our chief marketing officer, are doing a workshop for free this coming Tuesday, which be passed by the time this is out. But because the workshop is about our website, I wanted to be very 
on brand. And so the tension that we have for the sales presentation between Google Docs and Keynote or something else continues to come up. So that's the thing that's on my mind right now. Yeah. So there's like a tension between like being able to use our brand typefaces and also having control over those typefaces that Google Docs and Google Slides does not allow us to do. That's a big bummer. But Keynote is not as friendly to share and collaborate with. So we found that out quite rapidly today. Oh, today? Oh, no. I haven't (laughs) haven't heard the update. (laughs) What happened? How did you find that out today? We ran into a bunch of issues with iCloud and essentially we're using personal iClouds to access a work doc, which doesn't feel quite right, but also Lindsay just couldn't ever get it to work. So Mm. we're just sharing it over, essentially sharing the file, old school, back and forth. Yeah. Would Figma work for this? <laughs> That's what I was thinking. I don't know if it would be <laughs> worth the... Because we'd have to add the entire sales team as editors to Figma. Okay. I think that would get expensive pretty quick. Oh, that's true. Yeah, this has always been a thing, hasn't it? I mean, we generate our proposals and contracts from our homegrown internal scheduling tool, Hub. So we just click a button in there and it magically generates a proposal contract in Google Docs. So it's that's very helpful, Mm -hmm. very easy to get those things spun up. But the issue is the actual presentation during the sales meetings that lives, yeah, lives in Keynote. And how do we collaborate on that? I would even argue that those those docs too, the our contracts and our proposals, like we are making a trade-off there too because we don't have the refined control that we would in another tool. So we can't, we have to, we're, we're stuck using any kind of typefaces that, that Google has on Google fonts. And the type control is again, kind of s- slim and design control is, I mean, for probably good reason, like they don't have a lot of features that are geared towards that. Right. But it is really easy to share and comment and collaborate. Right. So there's like a huge trade-off we're making. Yeah. And we can argue that that's more important right now is mm-hmm. to be able to quickly do those things and to quickly get feedback. And the commenting system, yeah, in Google Docs is really good. Yeah. Especially the ability to assign. I love the suggestion mode. So, <laughs> and it's like, do we want to add an extra part of our workflow where then we take that text and put it in something else? Like then that, that there's so much room for user error there. Mm-hmm. Even just the idea of looking for the latest thing, like in Dropbox, how do I even search for this? Like yeah. you're already adding so much time to the workflow. And I don't know. That is a good point though, too, because it'd be nice to have visuals where, where we can. Oh, yeah. I think we could make that, that doc really pretty um, mm-hmm. and align a lot more with where the website's headed. But Google Docs doesn't allow that kind of control. At the same time, we're so collaborative in the sales process that by the time we do write up a proposal, like the person that we're giving it to has a, a very solid understanding of what we're yeah. saying and what we're we're hoping to do. So that's always helpful. I feel like for proposals that are more of the RFP flow where we don't necessarily know everyone who's looking at it, maybe that's something where that will just take in a little, maybe extra, extra time to make 
make it nice, you know. I mean, it does look nice, <laughs> but you know what I mean, you know. Yeah. Add a, add a flower here and there. Like the ones behind you. Yeah, thank you. They're also, so this background, they're painting Easter eggs. This mm-hmm. is the, the Looney Tunes characters. I have no idea. I, what was I looking for? I think I was looking for a Bugs Bunny phone. I used to have one. Bugs our, our design phone. share, so we, the, the <laughs> Boston design team, we meet every week for an hour mm-hmm. and we um, share work and get feedback on it and just in general check in. That, that, they've actually been way more important now that we're remote. Um, since we don't get to see each other all the time. Yeah. So now it's like very much like a meeting where when we were in person, if you couldn't make it, it was, it was okay. Obviously it's okay. It's, it's still okay if you can't make it, but now we make an extra effort to make sure we are there <laughs> so we can all talk to each other. <laughs> so we were, we were sharing, um, we're talking about rotary phones as you do in design mm-hmm. share. And I was talking about my old phone growing up was a Bugs Bunny phone. Nice. Which led me on a Google search, which led me to this background that you see today, which is Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck painting Easter eggs along with Lola Bunny. So this was clearly around the Space Jam time, which is my favorite time. (laughs) Tom knows. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, that's my story. How's your background? Your background looks like you live in a a room. I, I do live in a room. (laughs) <laughs> is this a trick question <laughs> you live in a house don't you i can tell yeah, i do i'm too lazy to make a background what else have you been working on what else have hmm. you been noodling on you talked a lot about noodles today during marketing retro and it made me hungry for pasta oh, i love pasta well i'm taking i'm off next week which is nice i'm mm-hmm. on pto so all I've been doing this week is just getting prepared for that. So I made a point to look at like a case study that someone was writing on our team. I really like editing. It's fun. It's like a puzzle. Other than that, I've been doing the stuff that we've been working on in terms of figuring out how we can help founders of startups validate their ideas mm-hmm. in a really quick way. So figuring out offerings around that and it's such a pleasure being able to brainstorm on those things. And the really cool thing about working here is you're empowered to try something. So come up with your idea and add some experiments, write some experiments about it and test it and see how it goes. And I've always kind of have been of that mindset. So it's, it's nice to be at a company that really supports that. It's cool. Yeah. I like, I like changing things up. I do too. I like being able to basically follow our product process. (laughs) By the time this comes out, we'll probably already have a page up so we don't have to like talk around it. Oh, I like that (laughs) deadline, that like mentality. Yeah. I told you at the end of next week, I'm going to have a landing page up and we're going to have all six seats filled. Okay. You want to talk about what this is that we're talking around? (laughs) Well, the thing is, we don't really know. (laughs) I think you did a pretty good job. That is true. We're still coming up with a name. We're still coming up with details. But I think we're punting on a lot of that because we want to see if there is a willing paying audience for it first. The idea is is a sort of two-day workshop for people with an idea that 
you know, before they jump to MVP or building something, how they can start to understand the problem space that they're in, how they can start to identify things like a jobs profile or persona, a critical path for their users, and then how they can start interviewing potential customers and learning more mm -hmm. about their struggles. Yeah, it should be cool to figure out the uh, nitty gritty of that. And the really cool thing about these things too is being able to pivot and learn and adjust and mm. kind of take it from there and, and having that spirit tied to it is really helpful. Yeah. I think one of the unique things about this experiment in particular is that we're going to spin it off away from the ThoughtBot brand and mm -hmm. have it be its own thing, which we have done in the past. Sometimes it's been successful and sometimes it hasn't. So we'll see if that makes an impact. In the past, what was the, what's the example you're thinking of? Well, we've had a bunch of different actual products, but we've also okay, had Upcase. Yeah. So Upcase, mm -hmm. we eventually pulled back into ThoughtBot, but that started out as its own separate entity. Yeah. And then we have had quite a few products that we've sold off almost all of them. Mm -hmm. Like this is still education service oriented. So most of those were actual products as opposed to what we're thinking. So there is, there is a slight difference. Yeah, that's true. Because we're still doing what we do on projects, but it's just in a very concentrated effort mm -hmm. and it's a more one-on-one -on -one setting. Well, I mean, that's, that's also <laughs> not, I don't mean that. I actually think it's a less concentrated because the investment is so high to start with a ThoughtBot team. Yeah. Right now we don't have the ability that I think would be really good for, for early founders, which is to like spread time out among months as opposed to doing... Mm -hmm these very deep weeks where we're doing a lot of work, but potentially like not giving the idea or problem space enough time to like really do some bigger research or get understanding or longer term validation. Mm -hmm. I'm excited by the opportunity. And it's always fun working with you on things. So it should be good. Is that because I can't write really well or... <laughs> 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 That's what I was thinking, Kyle. Uh -huh. So I have good it's ideas. easy to have someone who can read my <laughs> mind as well. <laughs> no. You know, I like how you write because I like edit as I go. So sometimes my process takes longer, but then I have less rounds of editing due. Yeah. So I guess no matter what, it's a lot of time, but sometimes the upfront time I put into it can cause more friction. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm than just kind of saying what I'm thinking. Yeah. For what it's worth, I really enjoy working with you too. Just to circle back on that. Thank you. <laughs> For almost everything, my technique is like, just put the first shitty thing out there and see what happens. <laughs> Get feedback on it. Yeah. And I don't know, maybe it's me, but I've learned that like, as soon as I get things out into the wild, I'll start usually getting good, really good feedback from, from the people that I'm working with or from the people that yeah. I'm building it for. And so like, for me, it's like, what's the fastest thing that I can just get out the door. Mm -hmm. And that includes like things like the marketing site. Like it's, it doesn't have to be perfect. Let's just get it out the door as fast as possible and start getting feedback on it. But I do that with design. I do that with my writing. <laughs> Clearly, <laughs> I found that for some people, it's really helpful. I work really well with Lindsay for, for the same reason that I think me and you work really well is because I'll put something down on the page and she'll take that direction and like make us mm -hmm. sound reasonable. <laughs> yeah. 
it's so great working with her. Because I do the same thing. Like, I'll write a thing and then be like, help. Um, how do I make this sound better? Yeah. For me, having those partnerships is really crucial to doing any kind of design or content work. It's just like having someone that doesn't mind tearing apart your work mm -hmm. in a constructive way and like helping you guide all of your thoughts, ideas in a more concrete way. So I, I find that collaboration to be very important for all of my work. And I, I like yeah. immediately notice it when I don't have it. It's just like not getting anyone to, to give feedback on whether it's like a PR or if I'm like not presenting my design in a crit. Mm -hmm. For me, it's immediate. I don't know if it's like a psychological thing, but like I just start feeling like, how can this be better? What am I doing wrong? Like it's, it's almost like my old high school painter comes out in me and I like need to step away, but need to bring yeah. someone else to look at the painting to make sure that they're seeing the same things I am. Definitely. I was doing that too with the first round of brainstorming for the, the offering we were just talking about for founders. And I was, I was kind of taking a note from that as well. And just being like, time box this, don't spend too much time on it and just like do a brain dump but organize it so it's when Kyle reads it, he knows what the hell I'm talking about. <laughs> and like, that was it. And I knew that that was just the start of like this ongoing conversation that we would have. Mm -hmm. And I feel very spoiled being on our team <laughs> because we are just extensions of like the work we do in a way where like, I know that I'm putting something out there. I know someone can pick it up and run with it or make it so much better than I originally intended or whatever. And like, we're just kind of on the same page with that. Mm -hmm. And I want everyone to do a really good job as well and like give and present their best work too. And if that means for me, like going through and doing some editing to kind of help even make their voice clearer, just to kind of help amplify, like that is... It's like a job well done for me. Like, mm -hmm. yes, I want to do this and support. Yeah, I think that one of the things that I found about all of the people that I really love working with is that they have the same thirst for feedback that I do. I think that's mm -hmm. very common for all of the people working at ThoughtBot and a lot of our clients too, which is really awesome to have that, that working relationship with people who are paying you. Yeah. <laughs> Having that thirst to have feedback and get better and, and know that like the thing that we're making can always be better and that I can always get better as a designer. Just working with people that are excited about that is refreshing and why I've been here for so long. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm hitting five years in October. And especially with the quarantine, I feel like we've all just kind of gelled even more mm -hmm. because working in the circumstances that, and plus with everything else going on in the world, it's just been wild. Oh my yeah. God. I'm grateful every day for showing up to a team that also shows up. Yeah. So lots to be thankful for, for sure. Other thing too, that it's such a long game. You know, I think about the things I've learned over the past almost now five years being a ThoughtBot and the designer I was before ThoughtBot. I mean, that was many, many, many years of also figuring out my way through things. And it just has been this long game of learning how to do my job better. And but not just individually, but learning how to also help others and also be helpful yeah. um, just in general. <laughs> I think back to when I first was involved in a product design sprint. I mean, 
oh my god so long ago it wasn't even called a pds it was uh it was some other acronym <laughs> i remember being terrified when the designer who was the lead turned to me during the sprint or whatever it was and was just like can you take this one and i was like gulp you know like oh god i'm like okay <laughs> and i i was just so terrified to be in front of the room and but I, I've always been theatrical. Like I was in the theater and, you know, school growing up. But there's something that just happened, like joining the workforce that just kind of like, I just had to recalibrate. You know, all of a sudden I wasn't, I was around a lot of different people with a lot of different backgrounds. I wasn't in high school anymore yeah. or in college anymore. And like coming out into the workforce from that mindset where you've been sheltered for so long in school, it's just kind of like resets. You need like an expectation reset. And then all of a sudden I was just this like very shy, timid person again. And it took a really long time to get out of that. Did you feel that a little bit coming out of, coming out of college? I don't know. I don't know. No, I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's just, it's a weird time. Like, I don't have clear memory of like, what I was feeling. Yeah. Especially in like Thapa is, is my second professional, like professional job. Mm -hmm. So I remember like being incredibly nervous before getting hired, doing things like having interviews and such. Yeah. I was more nervous than the person getting interviewed. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. I remember when I was like 22, I had to interview someone and I was just like, I have to what now? I just interviewed here. I need to, huh? Like, so nervous. Mm -hmm. I didn't even get it out. I was like, so nervous. I don't know. Like, I was so uncomfortable. And I'm very thankful that I don't feel that way anymore. Because that was like a rough time. Like, <laughs> and I say that too with like designers just starting out when I, every now and then I'll have like a little session with someone. And I have to just kind of, I, I, first thing I say is like, are you feeling uncomfortable? And they're like, yes. I'm like, good. That's a good feeling. It's like, there's some rough waters in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, you know, you have to kind of push through, but it is a matter of being able to push through and to persevere through yeah. all of that discomfort. I mean, there's many times when I'm like, I'm, that's it. I'm quitting and going to live on a farm now, you know, like <laughs> I've always, <laughs> <laughs> like just throughout my whole career of like, I don't want to look at a computer anymore or this is hard and I don't have it right now. And mm -hmm. how do you show up every day when, you know, when it's difficult and it's just really a matter of pushing through that and leaning on your team too, mm -hmm. as we were just talking about. So there's so many pieces at play there. Yeah, I think part of that is, is also having the confidence that you don't know how to do something right now but that you'll figure it out. Like I feel yeah. like I can quickly tell whether people have that grit of, I don't know this, but give me some time so that I can figure it out. That's, that's usually when I've been in interviews, I love, I love that answer. Same. And you can tell too, you know, that it is just a matter of time that yeah. there's like this person really wants to learn. Mm -hmm. And that is a huge thing that we look for in interviews. It's so much better than people trying to fake it. I know. <laughs> Which I have totally done. Like you talked about your first design sprint experience. My first design sprint experience, I was making it up as the lead designer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You just got to be confident with it. Yeah. But not everyone can do that out the gate. Right. Not even just with their circumstances. Right. Not everyone has that privilege to just pretend for a while. Right. And trust that 
people will know that they'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. So it's like everyone's starting at a different point on the starting line. And it's not even just about you. Again, we're not in, va- in a vacuum. So it's like, well, who's in the room with you? Are they helping amplify you? Are you feeling like to be a woman in tech, like young, like starting out in like a very, you know, male dominated field, that was extra hard, Mm -hmm. you know, and not having a model for it because our job was pretty much new and no one knew what they're doing. (laughs) So everyone was pretending. (laughs) So it's been quite a journey. For me in particular, in, in those early cases, it was good for me to be in on those sales calls because sort of in the same way we were upfront and said like, this is a new thing that we're doing. We think it'll be very successful for you and sort of putting our own reputation on the line. Mm -hmm. But I was definitely like sheltered by the ThoughtBot brand and us explaining that we think that we're being on the edge of things. So you got to bear with us because this is what you're hopefully paying for is, is top of the line strategy and thought and product. Mm-hmm. And there's also like a balance of the we'll figure it out and the we know what we're doing, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, because we do. And that's kind of the, the beauty of working here and working with, with teams like ours is that we are all very capable problem solvers. So there's confidence there that no matter what snag we hit, or whatever along the way of a project, we know we'll figure it out. Like we just, we just will. We always do. There's so much confidence there. And I have so much confidence in our team in general that it's so hard to just not, (laughs) you should just go out and just say it (laughs) to a client. Like we will figure it out. We know we will, but you also want to be humble too, you know? So it's just an interesting balance in that whole thing. I mean, I essentially had a a conversation with a potential client and I was just like, you've got to trust the process. It's like, yeah, you've got to trust the way that we're, we're going to reach this together. So I actually did say that to them. That's good. <laughs> That's hard, though, to trust the process when you don't even necessarily understand what the process even is. Yeah. I did follow that up with like why they should trust the process. And, and it's similar mm-hmm. to like the conversations that we're having earlier about like the trade-offs between using Google Slides versus Keynote there's going to be trade-offs in the process and we're going to to weigh the risk that the business is taking, but you got to trust that we'll work with you and figure it out as we go, which is like, mm-hmm. I, I'm not putting money on the line on that. <laughs> so I, I understand wh- why they're hesitant and the amount of money that they're putting on the line is, is a lot. So it's fair for them to not fully trust it. Yeah, Absolutely. If only there was like a trust serum. <laughs> we should just do trust falls in our sales process. <laughs> yeah. Virtual trust falls. COVID friendly trust falls. What would a trust fall be in the virtual <laughs> world? I'm thinking like quickly flashing your one password. Like <laughs> <laughs> Volt. Like for a second. I don't know. Like quick. Here's my master password. No screenshots, you know. I got to say, this quarantine, <laughs> that was one thing I did that I'm so proud of. I, like, changed all of my passwords. <gasps> what? And I bought, like, the 1Password personal thing because I was using a method that you don't even want to know. <laughs> 
I've been using 1Password for a very long time. I bought in early, mm. but there are still some pre-1Password passwords that I have that are all the same password. And I know that that password is totally compromised. Uh-huh. And I have a to-do that I'll never get to, which is to change all of those accounts' passwords to update oh them. God. Some of them I are like it. services that I don't know if they exist anymore. Same. I have the same thing. I have like 12 places now instead of like 56 where I, where I <laughs> use the same password, same crappy password. I just had this feeling every time I would type my, my password in, which was the same password again, like all over the place. I'm like, I am, I am begging for identity theft. Like as I type it in, I'm like, this is so bad. Was it then password? It I'm going to tell you. <laughs> and then it got to the point where <laughs> one time I was next to, I think it was Josh and I had my, I was typing in my password somewhere and the show button was clicked. So I was typing in my ridiculous password and I was like, oh God, I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> like, you didn't see that, did you? He's like, oh my God. I'm like, don't tell anyone. <laughs> so you were already doing the COVID trust fall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Turning on the show on the password input. Yeah. Telling people that oh. your your worst password. Or your first screen name. <laughs> yeah. Your first website. Beanie Babies. I had one about Beanie Babies. Beanie Babies. So bad. <laughs> well, on that note. We have five minutes left. We got to wrap this up. I know. Let's wrap it up. You can find show notes at tentative.fm. What else can you do, Kyle? Uh, tweet us at tentative.fm. You could email us, hosts at tentative.fm. You can rate us on iTunes. Mm-hmm. Rate us Please. how many Looney Tunes characters you can remember. Ooh. Hopefully you all remember more than just Bugs Bunny. I know. If you, only if you can remember five. <laughs> only then. if you can remember five. <laughs> then go ahead and <laughs> assign a star to each character. Yeah. Well, it was a pleasure as always. Yep. I will talk to you when I get back. I feel like we need a... That's all, folks. What's, what characters can you remember from Looney Tunes? I don't know. This is why I'm, my background? I'm, I'm, I'm backtracking. There's Daffy Duck, Bugs Bunny, Elmer Fudd. Nice. I, I don't know. Oh, my God. <laughs> fail. Fail. <laughs> fail. <laughs> Tweety Bird, Sylvester. Oh, yeah. Foghorn, Leghorn. There's the weird hair guy. I have the worst memory (laughs) ever. (laughs) No, you have selective memory. It's okay that you use your brain memories for other things and not cartoons. That's a good thing. I don't know if I really do. I think... (laughs) It's a good thing. Yeah. Was Roadrunner and Coyote... Oh, yeah. That that whole thing. Looney Tunes... 99% 99% Invisible had a whole episode on the um, sound that the coyote makes. Oh, Apparently, they put that into like lots of other cartoons. The, the whole Hanna-Barbera sound libraries, like you can pay for it. But they've also okay. put it into like live action movies too. Oh my God. As a sound effect to like really indicate someone's falling and crashing, which I thought oh was awesome. God. Honestly, you said that and I swear... When, you know, Newman, I don't know his name in yeah. Jurassic Park, but he's like, it's raining and he goes towards his car. He's climbing back up because he fell in the mud. And when he slips, I swear to God, they insert 
a slip sound and it's like a whistle like woo like that <laughs> and i'm just like what the hell that is so weird i swear it's in there well we've carried on for long enough <laughs> our, our, box. we turned our closing into a tangent oh yeah that was bound to happen i have a hard time with goodbyes kyle <laughs> That's all, folks. This podcast was brought to you by ThoughtBot. ThoughtBot is your expert design and development partner. Let's make your product and team a success.